my fellow confused and probably hungover 20-somethings and welcome back to Navigating Your Twenties, a podcast pointing you in the wrong direction with me, Kate Whitaker. Time for more drunken chats on the mishaps and mind boggles of adulthood, from the time you left your passport in a toilet in Prague to the time you got fired twice. So grab a beer, even if it's 10am, and let's roll the titles! Welcome back to Navigating Your Twenties, a podcast pointing you in the wrong direction with me, Kate Whitaker. Today's guest is my pal, Ricardo Burt. Oh, where to start? He was nominated for a BBC Rising Star Award when he was just 16. Since then, he's done bits for BBC Music Introducing, Foundation FM, and has just finished a scheme with BBC Open Music. It's all very casual. Today's chat is... Honestly, a really lovely, inspiring chat all about imposter syndrome. A whopping three in five of us experience it and we're going to be chatting all about how to recognise it, overcome it, how to use it as a good thing, the advice we've been given and how to be the best you and say F you to imposter syndrome. Today I am so so gassed to be joined by my very dear friend Ricardo who's sitting opposite me looking all beautiful and shiny and smiley. <laughs> Hello! Hi! Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm on your podcast. Aww. Do you know what I mean? Like, isn't this been like a moment? This it's, is a moment. Like this is a whole, like we've just opened a new chapter. Um, yeah, that's exciting. Oh, it's really um, exciting. Thanks, thanks for having me. For the past 10 years, I've been doing radio <laughs> and it's been a whirlwind and a saviour mm-hmm. and a kind of I've resorted to it when I've needed to have somebody there and radio has been there and I don't mean listening to it, I mean doing radio. Like mm. when I, when there's certain things that I wasn't getting, I would just kind of use it as I just focus more on radio then Mm -hmm. that got me through a lot of shit and I felt it as well because of I'm half Jamaican um Mm -hmm. I was like I've got work 10 times harder if I'm really busy I don't feel like I'm failing if I'm not busy at all I feel like I'm failing I'm sure that's not a good thing but I'm the same (laughs) I'm healthier with it now Mm -hmm. like I'm when I was younger I was worse so much worse with one, dealing with failure, but two, thinking I was failing when I was not. Um, oh my God, I can't wait to get into this because this is like me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh my God, we're going to hit some spots. We're going to hit some spots. First off, how would you explain imposter syndrome? I'm sure everyone's sort of heard of the vague term, but how does it feel to you? Yeah, okay. So actually the easiest way to describe it, in my opinion, and I felt it, I literally felt it a couple of weeks ago. So. Mm. Um, imagine you are one of 30 pupils and you're all wearing the same uniform Mm. and you all go into the same classroom but you don't feel like you belong in that classroom that's my way so you all have the Mm. same uniform so you all have a right to be there but you actually think who Mm. let the door open for me that is spot on yeah and it's just these feelings of feeling like a fraud feeling like you're going to get found out and, and feeling so small. Yeah. That's why yeah. I say primary school, because, like, 
God, mm. you do feel like a child. Like, you yeah. are immature. You are yeah. like a baby in this and you need to wait your turn. Yeah, that's spot on. Have you felt imposter syndrome then? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. all, all the time. And every year I, I do something called... I've been very lucky that every single year since I was 16, there's at least one thing that I did, which was like, wow, pinnacle moment mm-hmm. that I feel like... And every time I do those things, I feel like I don't deserve a place there. And I will start at mm-hmm. 16. Mm-hmm. So 16 years old, I got nominated for BBC Rising Star Young Audio Awards, 16 to 18. Incredible. Like- so insane i was the youngest of the 16 to 18 but of the oldest category mm-hmm. but this was by the this was the bbc you're the rising star kind of thing so this was a this is a big one um i and it was there's three of us and only one got it i didn't get it right but then we had then a week later they held this trip for the winners mm. i was disappointed that i didn't win but i was like do you know what you've been nominated out the whole country and it's backed by the BBC and you're 16. You've done great, Ricardo. Like, basically what I'd do if I didn't get things is like, I would like cry the night. Yeah. And I wouldn't eat for like a few days. Yeah. And it was really yeah. bad. And I'd want to basically, it would be me beat myself up. Mm-hmm. And during that, I'd then overwork. I'd be producing radio demos at three in the morning. Yeah. Listening to shows, seeing what I can do better. Four in the morning, five in the morning, off to school. Yeah. Because I was 16. Um, I didn't do that this time. I went home. I went, You've done good. Back to school, Ricardo. You're in school the next day. Yeah. Um, you're doing your GCSEs, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. You've still got those to do. Um, the winner's trip. I got invited on the winner's trip oh. as a non-winner. That was okay. You've, you've been... You've yeah. seen a bit there. You've, you did something good. Um, and you impressed still. Anyway, so it got to the point where the two winners of the older category, my category and mm-hmm. another category, they were able to speak at in uh, in the Winston Churchill room in House of Parliament to all of these radio bosses. Oh my god. The winner of that category was there. And basically what happened was was because I had a chat with everyone, I'd met everyone, I literally ran around the whole room with all these bosses, chatting, hugging, I met loads of nice people, loads of cool presenters. They had cue cards given and they had rewrote my name. <gasps> it was this moment of being like, I don't I shouldn't be on this stage right now, but yeah. it should be the winner. But I looked at the winner, who was grumpy the whole day, didn't talk to anyone the whole day, and I went, do you know what? You seized the opportunity. Mm-hmm. You were really happy. You appreciated where you were. Take your moment. Mm. But I still didn't feel like I deserved it. Did I still feel a place that? No, but I pushed it to the back of my head. One thing I regret from being 16 and 17 and getting those opportunities was never, ever, ever taking the moment and go, you deserve this. Enjoy it, kiddo. Yeah. Enjoy it. A million percent. I remember when I was in school and it was like year 11 and I think this is probably the first time I've properly felt imposter syndrome or that I knew what it was in order to explain it in an adult sense, I guess. Mm. Um, And I got head girl. And I remember them calling my name out and I just sat there and stared into space and was like, no, I think they've read the wrong name. Like, I, it's, it can't be me. Like, surely I didn't get enough votes or the teachers didn't vote for me. Like, nah, it's not me. And I remember my friend like prodding me in the elbow being like, Kate, go up, <laughs> go up. And I was like, just frozen. And I just, rather than in that moment being like, 
oh fuck yeah go me this is awesome I was just like no no they've got it wrong like they've obviously read out the wrong name like I started overthinking all these things and even just going up shaking the hand getting the badge and the whole year I was making these speeches thinking like nah this is like I don't deserve this like I feel like I'm just a bit of a fraud here like I don't know what I'm saying and like now I look back I'm like oh my god that was imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. obviously I deserved it I worked hard for it you know like I should have just embraced it so much more but in my head I was like I'm never gonna get this I'm just gonna apply for it anyway and then got it and then rather than being like oh go me it was like oh well I don't deserve that it's this really weird like thing in your head that you can't yeah. quite shake sometimes yeah and you fully believe it mm-hmm. it's like a full body experience and yeah. it's weird I feel like everyone gets to a moment where that changes mm-hmm. but they're never the same like they're never the same moments so there's not a rule book on it yeah so like who the fuck knows yeah do you know what I mean it's, it's spot on and I think I don't even know how you would like like have a life where you didn't ever feel imposter syndrome i think everyone at some point or another has felt like they could have done something better or they're not quite worthy of something mm. and it's not it sounds really morbid when you you, you say it but it's just a really i think it's part of being human in a weird way like yeah. most people i know have had it to, to varying degrees i guess like yeah because you always you're always like put in a position to look up to people mm-hmm. therefore by looking up to people you always feel three steps behind. Mm. You're like, we're, like I always felt this in school. You're actually taught to be in a queue, in a path, mm. on the same race. Yeah, very true. And that's just not life. Yeah. But because you're told it all the time, and then you might have to go through an educational educational system. You might have to get a degree first. You're always gonna be behind somebody. So you always feel like you're on their path. You're on their coattails. You always always feel never enough. That's shit. Like, mm. that is so shit. I, like, for me, radio was always my focus, so school mm-hmm. was always a secondary thing to me. Yeah. Um, but that still creeps in. That mm. imposter syndrome still gets you. Yeah, massively. What do you think are the causes of imposter syndrome? Like, do you think some people are more prone to it than others? Or do you think some people, like ourselves, are just so hard on ourselves? I know, I don't know about you, but I know, I know that you're similar. As soon as you achieve one thing, you're like... Awesome. What's next? On to the next. You're yeah. constantly going, okay, tick, tick, tick. Okay, now what's next? Now, yeah. And it's exhausting. Like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it's such a race. Like, is, are more people susceptible? Maybe. I'm, mm. I feel like it, it, I feel like if you're creative, it hits you younger. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. And actually, if you're younger, you have less experiences, you have less of a chance of dealing with it right. Yeah. Um, but I think it hits everyone. Mm-hmm. I think everyone is going to get it at one point. Yeah. Um, I'm happy I had it earlier than I did. I was going to say I've definitely got over it, mm-hmm. but it creeps back. Yeah. Things that are really big to me that, I, that I've that i achieved, especially over this summer, that I just physically in my head couldn't even fathom, I still get imposter syndrome on those things. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if it's because like when you have a goal of something, you really put those goals on a pedestal and you're like, that's going to be the best thing ever. And then when you achieve it, it's almost like a, oh, I've done it. Wait, surely not. Like, it's, like yeah. it's because it's like, well, that is more than achievable. You know, my mum always says to me, like, if someone's got to do it, why can't it be you? And I'm like, hell yeah, Judith. Like, it's such <laughs> truth. Like someone out there has to do that job or get that gig or, you know, be that person. And it, it so can be you. But I think it's just a 
a matter of backing yourself and mm. not feeling like I think your upbringing has a lot of to do with it I mean we're both from really sort of rural areas the thought you know to younger us of like oh we'll be like working in London living in London that is such like a big it is a big thing it's like such a huge milestone to think that you'll one day achieve yeah yeah it, it's 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 crazy it's crazy like if I could go to my like 10 year old self mm-hmm. and go do you know what in eight years you took yourself out of this place mm-hmm. and are gonna give yourself a whole new career opportunity a whole new life a whole new world to explore and a whole new level of opportunities and it's not gonna and you're not gonna thank the education system for that mm-hmm. i would have looked in disbelief do you know what I'm a lot happier that I just did stay true to myself, even though I didn't feel it. Mm-hmm. And even though I didn't, like, believe it, I was just running forwards. Mm. But do you know what? Like, that's all you need to be doing. Mm. And I had to teach myself that recently, that actually, like, a lot of other opportunities are going to come your way. Don't bat them away. Don't mm. say, because they are not a... Ra- By the way, I want to be a radio centre. I actually am a radio centre. But, mm-hmm. like... um just because it's not a direct radio presenting job yeah this is still gonna help you you're just running forward keep running forwards and take all the opportunities that you feel that they'll benefit you but also that Mm -hmm. you feel provide you worth yeah that's it that's it do you think the education system has a part to play in this idea of imposter syndrome and like pigeonholing ourselves and you know, say like you get a C in maths and you really want to be, you know, something to do with maths, I don't know, maths teacher. Mm. Do you think then your whole life, you know, when you get to be a maths teacher, you'll be like, oh, but I'm not good enough because I only got a C in GCSE maths when I was 16 years old. Like, do you think it kind of like boxes everyone into these like little categories of like, you're good at maths, you're good at science, you're going to go for the STEM route, you're going to probably be an artist, darling. Like, it's just very like narrow-minded in a sense yeah i really don't like the educational system i really don't i think it's really backwards i really don't think it works for everyone i don't mm-hmm. think it's inclusive i think alternative education and alternative provision is 100 percent the way forward i'm a huge advocate for that mm-hmm. um i don't like the way we box people in we put them on a track race mm. and i always told myself I'm going to run my own race. I'm going to run my own race. I'm going to make my decisions. And I'm going to do what I think is best for me. If I'm going to run my race, I want to choose if I want to go left in a bit or if I want to go right. And if I have always chose those decisions myself, then I can wholeheartedly say that I gave it my best shot. Mm-hmm. I can back myself. Um, and then if it all goes wrong, it's like, do you know what? I did give it my best shot. Education system can kind of like put a bit of tape over your eyes and then oh like, God, yeah. and then just casually pinprick it so you can see a little bit of it when they deem you're ready to see it. And it's mm. like, that's not the way forward. And also with all due respect, that's not the best now and only way to make money. Mm. Because also in this world, you have to make money. Yeah. You have to put a roof over your head and support yourself. And do you know what? The education system can provide you jobs that pay you money, but so can the rest of the world Mm -hmm. that is not related to this education system. Yeah. 
I remember being at school and like failure to me was always so like black and white. It was like, if you try, you succeed. If you don't try, you fail. Mm. And I remember like applying for a grad job when I was at uni at Sky and I didn't get it. And I remember thinking, but that's impossible. Like I've worked hard. I've got the grades. I've got the internships. Like that's, they must've been a mistake. Like I've tried hard. I, I just literally, I couldn't physically get my head around trying and failing at something. Mm. Like it just didn't mm. even come into mm. my, you know, come to my head. And it was this really difficult thing to get over. And I spent like a day in bed. I like bailed on a night out. My ex had to come around and like console me because I was like, I failed and I tried. And I don't understand. Yeah. And now I'm like realizing a few years on that like, oh, actually failure is part of the process. And like these feelings of like imposter syndrome and like all of this stuff, it's literally just part of being successful. Oh, you are so right. I, <laughs> do you know what? I love rejection. I never was able yeah. to deal with it, but I loved rejection. The way when I was younger, I dealt with rejection was, right, what are we applying to next? And I would, I love that. boom, apply for something next. Yeah. Um, I, I applied for, uh, it would have been something like 15 BBC schemes, work experience, mm-hmm. friendship from 16, over and over and over and over mm-hmm. and over again. And every time I got denied and I'd cry for the night and I'd apply for something else. Or I'd mm-hmm. start my application for something else every single time. And then I turned 18 and I applied, as usual, to a BBC scheme, obviously, the night before it closed. Classic. <laughs> um, wrote the thing at three in the morning and I got it. Mm-hmm. And I cried my Aww. eyes out <laughs> again, but this time because we got it. And yeah. it was weird, it's because like, it was 6pm when you're, when you're supposed to find out a couple of weeks later and it had gone past 6pm and I thought, okay, I literally went, I was on my bed, I was like, okay, Ricardo, mm-hmm. you haven't got it, have a moment and then move on. Love that. 9pm at night, lying on my bed, already gone, you haven't got it, we've moved on, email comes through, congratulations, <gasps> literally through the phone, was like, what? <laughs> um, I'm 18, <laughs> what? Like, this is not real. Yeah. It is. And it was deserved and you mm-hmm. tried really hard and I was like, Nah, this was about time. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, throughout all the rejections, I didn't give up hope. And that's one thing. Yeah. It's like, do you know what? Like, I think, I guess, the way that I kind of overcame imposter syndrome and just thinking I'm not right mm-hmm. for any of this or, you know, I'm going to fail is if I stop, then I failed. Mm-hmm. You know, if I mm-hmm. stop trying, if I stop pushing... That's me failing, because I've given up. And do you know what? Like, I'm really glad I haven't given up so far. And I could have at some times, because it felt easier. But it's Mm -hmm. like, do you know what? Sometimes you've got to do the hard choice or you've got to make it work. But so far, I'm really goddamn happy I've tried. Everybody's different, but especially with creative stuff, you've got to juggle it. But like, if you stop, I'm not saying you're wrong for stopping, but I'm just saying, look, by the way, that's you giving up. And like, with all due, all the love, you can pick it up again, but like, in the end it is on you because you are the one who's running that Mm -hmm. course. And it's, you're leading the way that course is going, no one else. So if you're never stopping, you're always moving forward. That's why it's like, I've given up running for a goal, I'm just running forwards. Because like, If I try and aim for this goal, I'm always going to think I'm not achieving it. The stamp is always going to get moved further and further away. 
if I'm just running forwards, slowly start to try and appreciate mm-hmm. the things that I'm getting as they happen. Yeah. Rather than going, mm, this is building towards the house, but I've still got 400 bricks to go in a room. Literally, yeah. I love examples, by the way. I love, oh, that's um, a beautiful little analogy. Oh, yeah. You know, but I'm just like, do you know what? Like, this brick helps to the house, great. Yeah, literally. Is it going to be two floors? Is it going to be three? I don't know. But it's going to be a house. But it's a house. It's a bloody house. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's so important to remember. And I just think that, like, when you're overcoming these feelings of, like, imposter syndrome, it's, it's sometimes exhausting, though, in my brain, because I just go through these cycles of being like, I'm not doing well enough, I'm not doing well enough. And then I'll achieve something and be like, great, what's next? I'm not doing well enough, I'm not doing... Mm. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is just so tiring and just not comes, like, not... It's um, not nice. Yeah. It's not happy. Not sustainable. And, and I don't know how to... I think I've just always been wired that way. I yeah. don't know how. I was that. And what's really interesting was on Instagram, look great. Not mm. as in looks-wise, as in what I'm doing. Looks great. <laughs> looks great. Looks yeah. really successful. I must be bouncing off the walls and happy. No, mm. I'm beating myself up, up over all the stuff that I didn't get right or I didn't get. And you're failing and you're failing and you're failing because yeah. it's slow. And then, oh, pick me up, boost, and then you're failing again. And actually, I stopped living for this, like, future aspiration. I Amen. stopped living through my Instagram. Doing I think if you just say, tell yourself, I'm just going forwards and mm-hmm. forwards is the right direction because you're, you're moving on, that's great. I yes. actually think people need to stop putting these huge goals ahead of them mm. because you just constantly feel like you're in a rat race then to work towards it. Yes, and like, oh true. my gosh, it's disappointing if you don't get to that. But actually, do you know what? You blindsight yourself from, from seeing the other routes to also get there. Yeah, like, true. May I just say, Very true. a year ago, like, I still want to be a presenter. That's mm-hmm. there. In what form of presenter? I don't know. I'm leaving it. Um, oh my God, no way is it 5.15. <laughs> Actually, let me just check. He's got train. an alarm. This He's got a train to catch. I'm sorry, but this can't work. He's a busy man. He's How just come this? back from Durham. He's in London now. He's had a meeting, you know, and then he's going to Devon in like, well, now-ish. <laughs> I don't want to go yet. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I have things to say. Didn't we say that this would happen? Like, that's just not legal. And you're walking me to the station, so so you've got to go. I'm so so sorry. Let's go. The glasses are coming on. He's got wisdom to say. I'm back. He's back. back. Part three. For, For just us, actually, it's part three. For everyone else... Part two. <laughs> it literally is. No train to catch today. No train to catch today. What What was the reason we left last time? We were both hungover. No hangover this time. No Just hangover normal this tiredness. Time. We're Good busy. Things come. Yeah, we're busy people. And, you know, it's it's worth the wait, isn't it? Like, we've had more wisdom to think about. That's yeah, what it is. loads was. of shit's gone down, I suppose. <laughs> loads of shit to bloody say Bloody everything. I've got bloody life. Do you think, then, that imposter syndrome can be a good thing? Because... Surely it means that you're doing really great things. If you feel uncomfortable, it's because you're growing. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice way to put it, isn't it? Yeah. Like, no one puts Positive. it that way. I mean, I think so. Like, I guess a, a time where I had mega imposter syndrome in it, it was recently. That was, mm. like, my most recent time. And I know I'll get it again. End of next month, I'm mm-hmm. talking at Fabric, which is Woo! really weird. Um, and that's really cool. I'm talking mm-hmm. just about me and radio and a lot of production i think uh that's what's going on but 
I spoke at Next Door Records. Um, I was like this main speaker and I was invited on um, by this really cool collective called Five Points Project. Um, they invited me on. I was the main speaker of the night. Very odd. Uh, there were a few influencers who I saw <gasps> there. And there was an actor. Right. I don't... Can you say who? Right. Okay. This. Okay. If it, if it gets out, it gets out. Hi. Um, <laughs> I knew you were there. <laughs> um, so I'm a massive... Peaky Blinders fan. Oh, absolutely. I love, love Peaky Blinders. There's an actor. I don't think he's as hot now. He was really hot like a year ago. Um, he was, he's called like Harry Curtin or Keith. Oh, Keaton. yeah. He's like the, he was like the ginger one. Uh-huh. I, on on Peaky Blinders, I was always like, I was always like, ah, you. you. So oh. fine. So oh. fine. Um, and I was doing this talk and I, obviously I follow him on Instagram. You always mm-hmm. do. And I clocked and I was like, that's him and we're <laughs> and he's just sat there since we absolutely chat shit like not shit but just chat just chat Hello. about myself oh like, my god and it was one of those where i was like so hot but like just not the moment to make any moves and i didn't and by the time oh. i and then when i finished my talk and i went to like just see who was around mm-hmm. and maybe i would have said like oh hi like thanks for coming to the talk i would have said like love your outfit bullshit like and he was gone Oh, but that would have been such a moment because you were obviously feeling really confident and empowered in that event. Yeah, that do you, would have been a great and, moment. Do you to be know like... what? It kind of matched the imposter syndrome of that yeah. was being said. So the before I did the talk, like right before I went on, I invited loads of friends, and I was just like, mm-hmm. "Like what? Like why is anyone like in my my mind? I was like, why is anyone gonna listen to me? Yeah, I will be the youngest in the room." Why is anyone going to listen to me talk mm-hmm. for 45 minutes? <gasps> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. people, I'm being asked questions by the, pub- uh, by the public, by everyone mm-hmm. there, and also by the person hosting the event. And it's like, why mm-hmm. would you take your time to not just sit and listen to me, but uh, I just had it in my head, had it in my head. So uh, this is something that I guess I do, which is really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't go to the toilet. <gasps> what so like, at all I know <gasps> I need to go and I won't because <laughs> for me if I can feel that I need to go to the toilet I don't think about where I am or where I should be because that distracts you it's literally like <gasps> a grounding technique the issue is it's oh, literally wow. a grounding of your bowels like but what if you wee yourself I've never done that oh that's really good I just like oh. I just but I was, it, I had this imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. and then I started talking. Mm-hmm. Tell me why. Everyone was sat down, so all the seats were filled. The <gasps> whole of Next to Records, all the seats were filled. Right. Wow. Tell me why everyone was standing then in any corner possible. Tell me <gasps> why people were stood on the stairs. That's mad. And I and as I looked around, like I looked oh. up, and I as I was talking, I looked around, and I looked at all these like faces, really yeah. attentively listening to every of single course. word I was saying, right? Yeah. And I went, so you were wrong for feeling like no one was going to come and listen to yeah. you. You were booked for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I was grateful to feel those mm-hmm. feelings. I think with me, I'm always like, I'm going to feel the feelings. I'm going to let them be in my body because I'd rather them be in my body and then not show on my face. Doesn't matter what's going on inside. No one knew that I needed to wee. Doesn't, like, you don't see that, but you see the outside. So I kind of was like in my head as I was talking, cause you know, I've got this very strange mm-hmm. thing, which I think is always, cause I did radio from such a young age. 
I can talk mm-hmm. and completely have a whole different yeah, narrative yeah. conversation going on in my head about mm-hmm. something else. And I can yeah. tell my body and me so like, like something yeah. else whilst I'm talking about something completely different. So I was talking about whatever the question was. And in my head, I was going, well done, Ricardo. You see, people oh. are listening. I'm glad you felt those feelings, but, mm-hmm. you know, you don't need to. Yeah. And almost like, it's weird. It's like, I didn't like the fact that I was feeling almost shit about myself that I didn't deserve it mm-hmm. at the time but I still let my body have those feelings because I knew okay in two minutes I'm on that stage anyway I love that I knew these things I knew these time frames were still gonna happen mm. regardless of whether my imposter syndrome kicks in or not and then you know seeing the results and just telling yourself that I was like all right you're, you're doing good kiddo you're doing all right I think do you know what and I do I generally think I think so much of my imposter syndrome and also so much of my confidence comes from my age yeah it's really weird i have this massive like fuck i am not skilled enough because i'm 20 i do not deserve a seat in this room because i am the youngest here no one's gonna take me seriously but then i also get this ridiculous confidence of no idea shit i'm 20 Mm. I'm young what are you gonna do i've never seen the world what are you gonna do what are you gonna say or you can't hate on me I'm 20. I'm 20. <laughs> what, what were you doing at 20? I don't know. Because I know I'm right now doing this. And I know I know what the fuck I'm doing sometimes. And I'm, I almost feel like I'm allowed to feel those feelings. I know everyone is. Yeah. So I suppose you can always feel those feelings whenever. But I feel like in a moment where like, like, like I bump into people and they say like, oh, no, you're doing, you're doing very good right now. Mm-hmm. They were like, if I was doing that at your age, it's a flyer, like, you're doing yeah, good. And I'm amen. like, okay, cool, like, thank you. Look at me mm-hmm. doing good for my age, I suppose. But then also, I'm like, oh, I also will sometimes not say an idea because I'm 20 or mm. I haven't been in that company for longer or I wasn't even born when the company was yeah. born. Or yeah, actually, yeah. all these people that I'm... Like, I had this when um, I was working with Spotify, the podcast mm-hmm. original, and... um. I had an idea for a a main seg. This is like a mm-hmm. thirty minute podcast episode. I'm pitching a five to ten minute, not a five minute actually, a five yeah. minute idea. So this comes in a big chunk, you know. I was an AP, an assistant mm-hmm. producer. I was also twenty. I am That's the youngest so person in that whole team, and like I was so petrified to say this idea because I was like, why would anyone take a twenty year old seriously? Um, and then I said it flippantly. It wasn't flippant. I thought about the whole fucking bus journey. And then I had to write a script for it. And then everyone said the script. And I was running through with um, the the cast exactly what kind of say and how to deliver it. Because how I would deliver it. And then they delivered it that way. And I got my first oh. producer credit. But I just... Still now, I'm always, I'm always like, big win. You're 20. You're the youngest yeah. doing this. You're the youngest doing that. But also... I almost can't take myself seriously in those situations because mm. I don't understand why you would listen to me, but I know why you would listen to me. Like, I'm like, on paper, yeah, but I am 20 a minute. It still feels wrong. Like, I'm yeah. not even going to try and be on this lovely podcast and say that, like, I don't always feel like I'm just not 
meant to be in the place that I'm meant to be at because I don't mm. I don't feel I mm-hmm. don't feel like I'm supposed to be in that spot at my age also something in me keeps working to make sure I stay there I yeah, don't know it's like this little figure in your head that's going go on yeah like I've got this inner conflict and I've got it I've not sorted on it I have no idea yeah how I'm supposed to yeah mold that idea to to, yeah. to be almost stable I suppose yeah I get that there's been so many times at work when I've had an idea that I want to say, but because mm. I'm the youngest in the room and everyone else is like, you know, 10 years of experience in this, that and mm. that, I'm like, oh no, maybe it's a bad idea or like maybe someone will laugh at me and say that's silly or mm. like, and you just sort of either say your idea really blasé, like, Flitted, oh, it's yeah. almost like you're dumbing yourself down, it, like yeah. it's a silly idea rather than being like, yo, I've got this sick idea, here it is. Because yeah. you're like, oh, but I'm younger than you and you might think it's, I don't know, it's weird. It's really Age hard. Age definitely plays a part in imposter syndrome, I think. Yeah, and I don't know when it stops, you know, because, like, I don't, like, I might always be the youngest in the room in a lot of situations, Mm. and especially when it comes to audio, normally the youngest in the room. Even at Ballmasters, I was the youngest in that media tent. Like, I had, Mm -hmm. I felt no right to be there. I felt no right. I felt no right. And also, I felt like I was, like, being I felt like the kid yeah like I'd be out front yeah. row yeah like, yes and then I'd run back behind <laughs> to then fucking grab them for an interview and they'd be like wait a minute and Were I'm like just... yeah that was me I'm sweating <laughs> work hard play hard yeah, yeah I suppose I but I don't know maybe I should be 30 doing it I don't know but then yeah. what would I do for 10 years yeah exactly you know what you want to do and that's so rare so young so it's nice to just have such direction yeah. You know, do you think that social media plays a part in imposter syndrome being a thing? Like, do you think this is a modern concept? Do you think our parents ever felt imposter syndrome or, mm. you know, older generations? Or do you think it's sort of oh, a thing because of social media and you're comparing yourself to people's lives and this whole idea of like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Like, yeah. it's it's a weird. Oh, see, I don't know because for me, it's like social media fuels me to keep going forward, jump for more. I yeah. also know that a lot of people, not a lot, I, I know people around me and also a lot of people who I, you know, have come into acquaintances, friends, whatever, mm-hmm. in the industry have sometimes an idea that I'm like flying higher than I feel like I'm flying because mm-hmm. of what they see on Instagram or whatever, because what I put out, which mm-hmm. I'll only put out like curated stuff. Um, and that's... I understand that's tricky on somebody else's view. I've never compared myself to others or felt like I'm doing less. I had to keep teaching myself that. It's kind of a revolving, like, no, you're fine where mm. you are. As yeah. long as you keep moving, you're fine. Regardless mm. of whether I think I should be moving or not kind of thing, um, I'm still moving. And I think there's opportunities that I see... Do you know There's opportunities that I see now people getting. Um, and especially for, for certain radio stations and you know they're stations I dream to be at and actually in this moment I actually would double take I would take a minute to actually think if I actually want to be on that station yeah and there's one station in mind that I've always said I want to be on I want to be on this Mm. that is the top yeah and the past few months um I've actually thought Mm. maybe there's more why do I want that? Yeah. Maybe there's yeah. more. And actually, maybe 
I want to look for places. Well, I, actually, I know I'm starting to, but I think mm-hmm. I keep thinking about this more and more. It's in my head. It's like, actually, maybe now at this moment in time and at this age and at this feeling mm-hmm. in my body right now that actually I just want to look for places that incubate and hold my value and champion my value and see my value, mm-hmm. my worth more than places with, you know, more notoriety or places that will get you because you're hot right now and then chuck you out two years later or give you or take your show down to one day or not treat their staff right but treat their presenters great and you you actually think do you know what like I think I'm starting to see there's more to things than just what yeah what I aspired I think I actually am holding more values (laughs) to myself and to people around me and I you know I want I want to be in places where people are respected, loved and treated right, mm-hmm. as well as me. Yeah. And that, it's your life. Yeah. But now I'm like, well, I've mm. got to go for my opportunities that I want yeah. to better yeah. myself. But I only want to do it in environments that are a positive environment and, and good for other people and good around other people and, and push other people up and uplift mm. other people and see talent as worth and as more value than anything else. Amen. Um, yeah. And I think I just want to stay in those spaces. And, mm. and thankfully, right now, I've curated a, a my week where I am mm-hmm. in those spaces. Yeah. Um, and it, it's definitely allowing me, I think, to have a, a new prospect on worth of, yeah. of life. Yeah. And what I maybe want out of it. Like, I used to see, like a top radio job, like, as the be and end all. I used to see, like, living in London as the be mm-hmm. and end all. I used to see, like, if I own a house, if I have a car, that's, yeah. that is the be and end all. That mm-hmm. is the top. And recently, fucking yeah. maternal as fuck, I see, like, having children as, like, your, yeah. the top, like... That's so lovely. The top goal. And yeah. that's not a commodity... That's not a value, mm. like, money-wise. Yeah. That's not a career, like, success to pinnacle to reach to. That's actually mm. bringing in new life. That's not yeah. actually about things that yeah. I used to aspire to that's just it. reach yeah, to. Yeah, that's it. And it's weird. Mm. It weirds me out. Yeah. Like, it does, because I'm like, what's going yeah. on? I think that's lovely. And you I growing think, up? Yeah, I love that. And also, like, people have very different ideas of what success means. And success isn't just this black and white concept. Mm. Success could be literally, you know, having a family at the age of 21. Or it yeah. could be living abroad. Or it yeah. could be, like, it's just this million different things. And I think yeah, it's so there many. shouldn't be this snobbery of, like, oh, actually, success is getting your dream job in London. It's like, no, there's a million other things yeah. that... I think there's more out there. Yeah, a million percent. And I think... I think, actually, then it means, actually, then what you start to hold closer to your heart and value Mm. means more. Like, I... um, You know, like, I had a... I had a friend who passed away really recently. Mm. Like, my age. Wow. Yeah, he was my age. And um, that put into perspective, like valuing because I always said I the you know the voice is the most powerful thing but I really was like no I really value communication with people like that's actually something that is right now worth way more than any career thing career things happen 
through communication and they happen as they the time that's meant to be yeah like if i look back and i'm like at 16 i want to be on one extra at 18 i want to be on one extra yeah. at 17 i want to be on radio one thank god no one gave me any of that yeah because i wouldn't be ready i'd be awful yeah i wouldn't be awful it. well i just wouldn't be me yeah and i wouldn't be this is it I just wouldn't be mm. rounded enough to almost do a good job. Yeah. And this is it. And this is what I've realised when I've been rejected from an opportunity mm. and then later on got it. I've been like, oh, thank God I didn't get it back then. Because I wasn't, mm. it's not that I wasn't ready exactly, but you grow and you mature and you learn and you get better at stuff. Mm. And it was like, oh, thank God I got it now because I'd just smash it out of the park. Whereas if I got it a year ago, I don't know, like... I've just Would changed. I have been able to yeah. put as much worth and value into it as I would have wanted? Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm, cr- I'm going to cry. This is, like, really inspirational. <laughs> Don't cry. Um, how do you think we be kinder to ourselves in our 20s? Because do you, like... I don't know what it is about being young but it feels like everything you're doing is for the first time mm. you're living away for the first time you get a mm. job for the first time everything's new you pay council tax for the first time it's all this new... I don't, Stuff. Want, I, I don't even want to think about council tax. <laughs> but then for some reason we feel like we're running out of time. Oh. And it's this thing of like, but I've only got X amount of years left. And it's like, no, you, you literally haven't. Why are you saying that? I, I don't know. It's like a ticking. As soon, I think as soon as you hit 20, the clock goes down. The clock yeah. starts to go down. It goes fast. Um, you know, you hit 18 and you've, you know, you've been waiting to be able to have an ID. Yeah. Be able to drive, be able to drink alcohol, be able to go out, be able to dance, be able to do the things that you see in these um, almost like Netflix films. By yeah. the time you get to 20, it's the like, Netflix films are like Birdwatch, whatever the fuck it was called. Do you know what I mean? Like you're in a boat with kids yeah. and you've got a blindfold around you. Yeah, literally. Um, <laughs> literally. Take me back to the high school, kind of, that was the main. But the yeah. issue is, is like, that's my age now. Yeah. Um, I think, <laughs> you know, the mumps, oh my God, they're going so quick. I cannot keep up. Me neither. Um, that does throw me always, actually. I'm like, where is it going? By mm-hmm. this time, it's already the end of March or the end of April. Yeah. And I'm lost. I'm like, fuck. But right now, because everything else is just going, is going good, going mm-hmm. fine, going successful, just moving positively, I'm like, fine. It's have so You can yeah. have where the month is too quick. Yeah. Fine. Take it. Because everything else is... is pretty chill yeah and that's and i'd rather that than the other way around and mm-hmm. the month feel really long and everything else is really stressful and i've learned as well to get rid of things that aren't doing me good like mm. if a job doesn't serve me purpose anymore stresses me out i don't do it anymore i i worked less hours last month i couldn't cope yeah i could not cope with the amount of nights just i was doing yeah. i worked I literally worked less hours i was really ill at one point anyway i had to cancel loads mm. i just was like no yeah. Like I literally was like, no, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not doing these until I'm ready. So. Yeah. I just can't. I think if I'm gonna, if the month's gonna go quick, let me at least value the mm. days in the month before I forget them. Yeah. Kind of. I love that. Do you think there's any advice that anyone's ever given to you that has stuck with you, whether it's about success or imposter syndrome or believing in yourself, really that lovely cheesy crap? Has there anything that someone said to you that's really stuck with you? I think it's what... Do you know, I think it's less on advice than just what actually people just tell me. Because people who are older do want to just tell you 
stuff so you can appreciate the time now because oh my god if i could tell my younger self like i've got this really vivid like memory of me when i was like nine nine maybe like literally in the garden i came back from school i was just playing lego and then it was mm. dinner time yeah that was i played that, for hours do you yeah. know what i mean it sounds so easy it's yeah. just simple yeah so simple so, oh my god yeah like and i look and i'm like yeah if i i could tell myself to just enjoy those moments a bit more um so people tell me now you're doing fine just keep going mm. don't overpress yourself about yeah. what you want to achieve you're doing pretty good right now mm -hmm. so just keep going enjoy it yeah and yeah. don't think about where it's gonna go that's what people always tell me um and then i just always tell myself i'm always like you know you're doing great kiddo yeah you're just you're doing good you are and you that's are. it like i don't know where i'm going people ask me this all the time not that question they ask me where mm. do i see myself in 10 years i hate and that question 16 17 18 year old ricardo will fucking ate that up yeah and what, i was like yes me, yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah now i say no i say yeah. no, no no yeah i'm not having that question I hate and they go oh what do you mean i go i don't know where i'm going as long as i'm going forward i don't know where i'm going and literally. i just i literally say to myself mm -hmm. like, i don't know where i'm going don't ask me that i literally don't ask me that question yeah i don't want to think where i'm going to be in 10 years i yeah. have no fucking who wants idea. to sit there and also like i just find that question so weird it's good to have goals and stuff obviously but i think just pigeonholing yourself into this like at the age of it's x awful. i'm going to do this 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 and this mate by the time you're that age you'll have changed your mind you'll want something yeah. else you'll be a different you'll be in a different phase of life you'll be a different person oh, by yeah. then. like and even now because you know we've gone into this world where people realise that people get pissed off by that question. Yeah. I was in a job interview and somebody was like, what's your five-year plan? And even in this job interview, in a place where, you know, they could have just told me to get out. Yeah. I said, I literally went, don't ask me that question. I was like, I'm yeah. not answering your question. Yeah. I was like, I'll answer a question of, you know, where I might see myself going. I'm not going to tell you, though, where I'm going to be in five years. I have no idea. Yeah. And I told them, I went, I just see myself moving forward, keep doing the two things I love, which is audio and fashion. And I then did this really corny phrase and i was but, like fashion's my passion and audios oh fuck I fucked oh it you told me this before um, um is it like audio's your bread and butter or something like that yeah fashion's my passion and audio's my bread and butter that's beautiful but like even that it's like well audio is also my passion mm -hmm. and fashion could also be my bread and butter yeah and it, it's all a bit but like i don't know where i'm going yeah. <laughs> i don't know I just... like i don't even know what audio wise is going to happen in two months time exactly i don't know or fashion like i don't like i don't know and yeah. i don't want to know anymore i don't want somebody to tell me i don't want to mm -hmm. click my fingers and know yeah. my plot my storyline how boring would that be i don't even want to know what's going to happen in three weeks mm. because actually something that you know like my friend parsons taught me is like you just mm. like i struggled with it for a first for a bit and only took each day by day like mm. i couldn't do any more than a day and even on that day i had to be like okay you're an hour late for uni that's okay you didn't sleep yeah. that's fine yeah okay try and get this meal late. try and eat okay yeah. that's good okay you're not thinking about too much about him okay that's good you're you mm. know moving on a bit okay that's good well and i literally had to take things hour by hour and like fucking talk to myself mm. in the this most like like cuddly way like yeah. i literally yeah. had to fucking like goad myself like yeah, you've yeah. got this through the door and this and i was like well no one knows that i'm doing this and right now mm. i haven't had to have a therapist tell me this is literally what's like fucking get me through this like 
day, this week, mm. and now this month. And, oh, my God, I love taking things day by day. Mm. Like, yeah, anything can happen. Nothing has to be planned. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's something that's, like, really enriching. I love that. And it's I've nice. noticed that as well. I feel like when something bad happens in your life, you're so much kinder to yourself and so much yeah. more patient. And I'm like, no, yeah. you should be like that all the time. Treat yourself like you would treat a best mate. And you would never say to a best mate... Oh, you're not really doing that well, are you? Like, Jesus you're doing Christ! Fucking shit. Yeah, you don't look great today, and like, you know, you were late for work. And like, oh, God, <laughs> that oh, that's what I said. I said something. I was like, I would fucking hate me as a best <laughs> friend. Like, imagine like, talking to someone. Get like... me out of here as a best friend. I've been, I've been absolutely yeah. bastard. Like, oh, you don't deserve to be here, do you? Oh, God, no. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what the imagine. Fuck is it? Like, imagine you would hate that person. Yeah. But for some reason, we've all got it in ourselves. Yeah. With, we're our worst thing. critics. However, I'm I'm always grateful for that. I'd rather have be my, I'd rather have me as my worst critic than anyone else. Because mm. in the end, like the buck stops at me. Yeah, amen. So I can't. You can't yeah. really take the piss too much. Yeah. Like if I know I'm dodging work. Yeah. I'm dodging work. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. on me. That's <laughs> on you. Like you can't. Yeah. What are you gonna do about that? So. Yeah. It's good in some ways. Other ways, I'm like, mm, that comment was not needed, Ricardo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pipe yourself. down, pipe Like, settle. <laughs> yeah, I love that. To finish off then, I think imposter syndrome comes down to confidence in ourselves and just belief mm. that we're doing great, we're doing smashing right. life. What are your main... Do you have any sort of main confidence tips? Oh, I found myself. I also, when I started to go... When I went to uni, I found myself very liberated with myself. Yeah. That's a luxury that, you know might take years for other people to find or they might just need to get to uni but for me i found that i really thrive around people i mm. completely like i can be as ill as hell and then as soon as i'm with people i am so back to me mm. i love people i love chatting i love the energy um and my energy and i'm not tired because we've spent this time chatting like, Same. i don't it's just i can't so I'm in, I'm in audio jobs, so obviously it almost is a bit of, like, I love the fact that I thrive off that. Yeah. gives me energy anyway, and I get to enjoy yeah. it and be good at it. Um, like, my tips, I suppose, is start to get comfortable with communication with people mm-hmm. and start to find strength in thriving in situations like that. Yeah. I think if people believed in themselves more, like, they were, they're, just a, they're just good fucking people who are funny and intelligent and interesting and then took that and thrived off a situation where they can be even more funny interesting Mm -hmm. intelligent to new people and new people can see how great they are and you can feel how great Mm -hmm. you know that other people are feeling like I I do feel like that maybe would help but I don't know actually I think Mm -hmm. you've got to find yourself first I think I know mm-hmm. you've got to find yourself, but you've got to find find yourself being comfortable in situations, in outdoors, in you know, in human situations. Because actually, if you can turn that energy into positive energy, where it actually feeds you. Yes. Oh God, you wanna you wanna run, you wanna run for it because yeah. like then you want more of it, and mm-hmm. then you're a, you're just a class act. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I feel I feel inspired. I can see the city skylines in the background. I feel I feel oh, good. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me today, me. this evening. I know. Are we there's no more of this now. That's there's it. no more. We've done That's it. part one, part two, part three. We've finished it. We've That's a wrap. That. that is actually a wrap. <laughs> 
And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. If you've had a nice time, please do subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a topic that you want us to navigate together, just let me know. And why not binge all the other episodes? Give us a follow at Navigating Your Twenties Podcast on Instagram and Facebook to stay up to date. And see you next time on Navigating Your Twenties. Thank you.